There was another bag of dill pickles in there. After four years of being removed from the public eye, Chris Envy, the fearless leader of Dynasty Wrestling, is once again making his return to the professional wrestling world. This is the Envy Me Podcast. This is the Envy Me Podcast. Taking you through the rise, fall, and rise again of one of the Northeast's most respected pros. From in the ring to out of the ring, brace yourself to hear some of the most insane stories ever told. And you'll get them right from the source. Real, real, raw, raw, unfiltered. This is Envy Me, a Dynasty podcast. Co-hosted by Travis Manning. Now, here he is. This is Chris Envy. What's up, guys? Welcome to Envy Me, a Dynasty podcast. I'm Travis Manny, and I'm alongside the Chris Envy. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Producer Ryan is uh, not with us today. He had to uh, take a little break, but he will be back. Yep. Chris, what's going on, man? How are you, sir? I am hanging in there, trying to get rid of this damn sinus infection. Well, you know what I tell you every time you get sick, man. Quit sucking dirty dick. That'll never happen. So All right, well, deal with it. We do want to start this uh this episode off. Um a little sad news uh in the professional wrestling world for one of the legends, Arn Anderson. His eldest son, Barrett, passed away recently. Um, so condolences to the Anderson family. It's you know, once again, it's very sad when real life um, you know, r- real life kind of happens you know and real mm-hmm. things happen um you know you experience something similar not a death but you know mental health it you know yeah yeah it's uh... I, I saw your post and it was very lengthy and you had some <laughs> stuff going on i did man I and did you know sure. the reason why i correlate the two because mental health can you know it can destroy things it can destroy families it can destroy you as a person um, the same way death can, you know, so right. right. This is your your time to take the floor and just let us know what's going on in the mind and in the life of Chris Envy. So when I brought this up earlier as something I wanted to talk about, it's kind of fresh on my mind. It was at work. Um, for those of you who don't know, I my shoot job, I basically drive a forklift and load steel onto a truck. So I'm alone with my headphones and my thoughts all day long. Um, the job is pretty monotonous. So my mind tends to wander. And uh, the last couple weeks, my it, it's wandered in an unhealthy way. Um, not like self-harm, but uh, like my anger and frustration with, with myself and the way that I handle things in the past got the better of me. Um, and full disclosure, I yelled at my son in a very inappropriate and um, unflattering way. I told him to do his chore. Uh, he did a piss poor job on his chore, which is not uncommon. He's 12. Um, and I was sitting on the edge of the tub waiting for him to come back up so I could talk to him about what he did. And he gave me a few excuses, which just, I went from zero to 60 over the excuses. Um, I just felt like I'm tired of excuses with everything in life. Like even myself, maybe it was more mad at myself, but um, the excuses made me mad. So I yelled, which gave him more reason to give me excuses to get out of trouble. It's normal. I'm sure I did it. I was damn good at making up excuses. It was never my fault. Yeah. Same. I did it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So he tried that, but because I did that and because he's not the oldest kid, I've been through this. It just made me more mad. So then the yelling became screaming and I was, I, I didn't hurt his feelings. I, didn't, I mean, I did hurt his feelings. I didn't call names. I didn't put my hands on them, but the way that I acted was wrong. And then the next day at work, um, well, before I go there, so we were supposed to have game night. His mom wanted them to come over and I was like, no, we're doing game night, man. I've been planning this for several days. We didn't have game night because I was upstairs yelling at him for far too long. I had made my point and I just kept yelling. I was a piece of shit. There's no way to sugarcoat it. I was a piece of shit. Fucking asshole. Yeah. 
Yeah, I ruined it. I told him that he ruined game night. It wasn't him. It was me. 100% me. I overreacted, and I just kept going and going. Something wasn't right. Up up here, for me, something's yeah. not. It, it's not clicking right. You know those people that are in Walmart, and they got their kid by the arm, and they're screaming at their kid, like, you shut the fuck up. I was that parent. Yeah. And I don't ever want to be that parent because I want to take the kid away. I, I do feel like, you know, as a parent, as a parent of boys that are – off the wall you do man you just it, it takes you to a point where you just break where you break yeah. and you, you can't control yep. yourself and i have those moments far more often than i'd like to admit or that i, that right. I should be you know so i i get it you know it, it and most parents get it because it's you know even when people paint this picture perfect lifestyle on social media yeah yeah half the time these real life moments are what's really going on when those doors right. are closed. And, and I don't want to, I don't want to sugarcoat it and, and, you know, make light of it. Obviously we will, but I was not happy. And then, so the next morning, that's all I could think about. You know, I went to the gym to blow off steam after that at like nine o'clock, I wake up at three to go to the gym, but I went at nine o'clock that night because I needed to, to go release. I needed something. I felt like I needed to hit something and I'm, I'm not typically a violent person that way, not physically violent, maybe verbally. Um, but I went to the gym. So when I got home, he was already asleep. You know, I I've overreacted in the past and I've had time where, you know, you calm down and you're like, all right, I shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't have done this. I should have reacted better. It doesn't fix the damage you just did. I don't care how, if I have a brand new car and I let you borrow it and you wrap it around a telephone pole, yeah, you're going to say you're sorry, but your sorry does nothing to my anger. It does nothing to fix my car. It just, you you don't want me to be mad at you. So same thing. If I want to go say, I'm sorry to my son, it doesn't fix that. I just screamed at him on game night for 20 minutes and made the kid go to bed angry, sad, defeated. I was a piece of shit. Yeah. So the next day at work, again, I wake up very early. I'm there. It, we don't really interact with each other very much. The first hour we're at work because we're in our separate lifts. It's kind of dark. We can't make a lot of noise outside because we're right by the casino. So again, I'm with my thoughts and I'm thinking, feeling so guilty, beating myself up, which makes me think of what a bad partner I've been and what a bad friend I've been and just every, and you beat yourself up and beat yourself up, which makes you sad and depressed and angry and frustrated with every facet of your life. And I have a really good life, man. I really do. This podcast is amazing. My, my wife and, and kids are awesome, awesome, awesome kids. My job doesn't suck most of the time, but then I, I'm feeling all this rage and animosity and my boss comes in. I'm he, he wasn't there at the beginning of the day. So two hours into the shift, I'm doing something else for a different department. And he's and we, we got into an argument over something that really wasn't a big deal. Like we bust each other's balls all day long, throw snowballs at each other, harass each other, fart spray. Like it, he's a good dude. And we just both reacted poorly. And I felt a rage that I haven't felt in a very long time. So I punched out. He's like, if you don't like it, you can go home. I was already halfway to the time clock. I'm leaving. Wow. Sat in the car for 15 minutes trying to cool down and it just i needed a release i needed someone to hear me mm-hmm. and everybody always says and I, i'm guilty of it I, i'm there if you need me yeah but you don't know when you need or who you need you, you don't know when that mood hits and that anger and rage and i again i've never felt suicidal but at that moment i empathize with people i i understand how it can get too much you know what I mean? Like yeah. where people are like, I don't know who to do, wh- how to control this. Right. So you know, and it, um, I, I feel like, like you were saying with the whole, you know, people in the, you know, I'm here, I'm here. If you need me, it's, I right. almost feel like people and they don't, they don't mean it, but it's almost just a, that's a reactionary response. Like, yeah. you know, until yeah. it's time for you to actually be there. And it's like, uh, yeah, I'm at work. Bad. Can you call <laughs> yeah, me later? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, nah, my bad. I can't do that. You know? And it's, I mean, it's tough. I do have trapped. people. Right. Right. And I feel like there are people that I can talk to. I do have some close friends. I actually consider you, even though it's been a very short time, I consider you someone I can confide in, um, honestly. But it's one of those things. It's like, this is me. This is These are my problems. I'm the fuck up. I got to fix this on my own. There is no one to call. There is, there's no quick fix for this. So I punched out. I went, sat in my car. 
thinking I'm going to go back to work. And I just, again, I'm alone with my thoughts, guilt, anger, rage. Um, so I didn't punch back in. I didn't go back to work. I text the the plant manager and I was like, listen, this is what happened. I apologize. If you got to write me up, you got to write me up, but I need to do this for me. And I went and I went to my first counseling um, therapy session ever. Well, not ever. I did when I was a kid too, but um, my wife said, I don't want to live like this. If this is how you're going to be, she's hundred percent right. Yeah. She doesn't deserve it. I've put her through enough as it is. The kids definitely don't deserve it. Um, and it wasn't anybody else. It was me. Yeah. Um, so I went, there's a place uh, in Amsterdam. It's a walk-in clinic. You don't need an appointment. Whenever you feel like you need to be there, you need someone to talk to, you go. And I did. And they're half hour to 45 minute sessions. I sat with a guy named Jay for about two hours and I just vented on anything. He didn't pry. He didn't try and get things out of me. He didn't point blame. Um, he understood. And that's really all I needed, but you got to find something, man. Everybody should at least know where you can go. And I don't yeah. mean your friends. I don't mean your friends. I don't mean that suicide prevention number, which could help some people. I'm sure it's a great thing, but you need like right now, I know I'm probably going to go again next Thursday just because I feel great. I feel like I've been pretty good with my anger. I've yelled probably twice since, but not bad. Like raise my voice. So you hear me, but I don't know, man, you got to find something that's close to you in your local area where you know you can go at the drop of a dime without being judged. For real. And that, that goes for any, you know, anybody that's listening, like, you know, you're hearing this from a guy that, you know, lives in the gym. That was a, a pro wrestler for years, you know, beating people up, getting beat up, like, you know, like <laughs> macho guy. And even people like Chris break down. You, you, oh yeah. You, you gotta, it's okay to go talk to somebody. It's oh, it's okay to, to know that, you know, sometimes life is, is bigger than you and that, um, you need help. For it's, sure. It's natural to, to go ask for help. Um, don't be ashamed. It's true. It's true. I, I don't want to take too much more time on this cause it is kind of a downer for anybody listening, but, um, I'm trying to, to be better every single day. I have been trying for a while, but Yoda says there is no try. You either do or do not. And he's right. You try to be a better, no, you fucking be a better person. You take the right steps. You calm down. If you're, if you're not happy with the way you look, eat better. Maybe you can't get to the gym. Start with eating better. Then start with walking, work out at home. If you have anger, like me, find something to do. Like I was going to go pick up a punching bag today, but I forgot the snow coming in. Um, the gym helps, but it sometimes it's not enough. Like find an outlet. Everybody needs some kind of outlet. And and get lost in it from time to time. That's it, man. That's it. I agree. Let's talk about something and happy. Our outlet here is fucking pro wrestling. Yeah, buddy. So let's talk about some pro wrestling. Jump there down. has been, you know, a lot going on. We got the bloodline storyline that is um, Ooh. you know, it seems like it's gonna be coming to finally coming to a close soon. Uh, you know, we saw recently that um Jay finally came out. Um, nobody really knew what was going to happen. He went, it looked like he, you know, gave the cold shoulder to his brother. He's standing there with Sammy says that he trusts him then kicks him in the mouth. Oof. Oof. So good, man. So good. You know, I, the interview, he's like, I, you, you left me with no choice. Right. But okay. No, good. And you know, and I, it's just, uh, I wasn't sure where they were going. I know all the uh, the rumors have been that they're going with KO and Sammy versus the Usos. And for a minute there, I, you know, the story the storytelling has been so good that they had me for a minute thinking, yeah. maybe that's, you know, not where they're going. Right. <laughs> Jimmy like, and Solo versus Jay and Sammy. Yeah. Honestly, I have less than zero interest in seeing the Usos against Kevin and Sammy. Kevin and Sammy are no good together. Same. They're better rivals. I, I don't care with, about that match. I'm with you on that. Um, I want Sammy involved in a big storyline. Yeah. But we've seen the Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn. Right. You know, team, then their rivals, then their teams, best friends, yeah. then they hate each other. That's been going on for years. And it's like, you know, I don't want to see no more of that. Right. But where right. do you go at this point? If he's not going to be in the Roman picture, at least not right now, 
I, I don't so, know where else you would go with that. Now, but if does you, it have? Well, let's let's just you know. I'm going to ask you this. So obviously, bloodline the whole the whole storyline. It's it's looking like it's coming to a close. Either at WrestleMania, if not there, shortly thereafter. How would you book the ending? If let's say this this is the the final leg of the the bloodline story, how would Chris Envy book that? This doesn't have to be the end of the story. I know everybody thinks this this tag match would be the blow off, but what if it's not? What if when Jay said you left me with no choice, it's because if he didn't show up and pick a side, Roman was going to beat up Jimmy. So what if he did that just to save his brother? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be the end with the tag match. It could go all the way to Sur- SummerSlam. And mm-hmm. then Survivor Series could be like what if I mean the Bloodline's a five guy faction. There's so many different ways you could take this. Yeah. I don't want it to end, but if it's going to go back to the Usos against every other tag team generically, then I'm okay with it ending because I I don't like that story. Yeah. I don't like like you said, I don't like Kevin and, and Sammy together. They were I mean, El Generico and Kevin Steen and Ring of Honor. Right. Barn I mean, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it does. I mean, it runs deep. Their, their story together runs deep. They're yeah. legit real life best friends. Right. But the story in WWE has been told ad nauseum. Yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> right. I'm right. over John it. John Cena, Randy Orton. John yeah. Cena, Randy Orton. They feel you know? like 10 out of 12 pay-per-views that one year. Ro- Roman and Brock. Like, right, you know, they it. went on and on. It's, you know, I yeah. want, I do, I don't know. I think Cody's going to win, but I, <laughs> I I don't know where Cody fits into what's going on with the bloodline. I feel like that was just kind of like, he right. And I feel like that was kind of um, thrown together because they already had back. planned to give him that push. And instead of, you know, changing course and, and go in a different direction with Sammy, um, which I don't hate, by the way. I don't, I don't hate it because, you know, you're sticking to what you had planned out. I get it. But yeah. Sammy's the most over person in the company right now, you right, know, like, right. and you're relegated or like, you know, relegate him to a tag match at Mania. Yeah. Where he was just main eventing a pay-per-view for the championship. In what was possibly one of the best matches of yeah, the year. Yeah. It's the year's the young. The crowd but, was so like, hot. It was the perfect story. And now Cody's going to come in to quote unquote finish the story. I don't know, man. I just I don't care if Cody wins. If Cody wins, my attention's back on Bloodline. I don't care about Cody. I don't know who Cody's going to feud with that would make that would matter. I don't see any credible heels on either brand right now, mm-hmm. unless they're going to bring somebody up or make somebody else. Um. I don't, I don't care about Cody and no disrespect to Cody. Cody's a great worker. Um, he's a great dude. We almost booked him at dynasty once. Um, it was real close. Kicking yourself in the ass on, on that uh, now. He's just <laughs> too much money. I couldn't pull the trigger. I wasn't making enough to, it just didn't work out. Cause a lot of these guys, this is a real short tangent. When you book them. So if I'm bringing you in, here's a thousand bucks. That's mm-hmm. your money. When I, when people take a picture or take an, or get an autograph from you, I make that money. That's how I recoup my investment in you. A lot of these bigger names, I'm not saying this was Cody's deal, but a lot of these guys, either they get the money, or that's stupid, I'm not going to bring you in, or they want a 50-50 split. Well, if it's a 50-50 split, then I'm only paying you half of your rate. Right. Or this is this is your rate, and I'll pay you half until you get to your rate, and then mm-hmm. we get the money. You know, Some of these yeah. guys, they just want all the money. That's that's I can't do that. Right, was somebody you talked to wanted the money, remember? Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's a business, right? <laughs> you know, I, it's or, I'm not a fan not doing this shit for free. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. here's two thousand dollars to come to my wrestling show, and I'll let you get all the money from this. Yeah. I don't want to meet you that bad. Yeah, and I'll let you, you know? put us out of business. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, Thanks for being at the last Dynasty show. Yeah, ever. Yeah, so I I don't want it to end. I don't care if Cody wins. I want I don't want Roman to feud with him. I want Roman to feud with the bloodline. And and same. I want I I think that's where it could work is if Cody I think Cody's winning. I don't see how he doesn't um but then break completely away from Cody. You know, let right, him right. actually give the title a whole different storyline away from Roman. Yep. 
and let is Sammy anyone gonna care? get back into that. Can Cody do anything where people are gonna care right now? I mean, I mean, you can't injure the guy because he just came back from an injury. So what? What yeah, would it but take? I mean, fantasy at the end book. Of the day, Cody just won. Where do you do on Monday? Uh, I feel like you almost need to bring. Ah, you know what? You know what I would do. It's it's tough because he really can't because he's a face. Um, right. right. But maybe you turn Braun Breaker and call him up. I would like throw that. Him, I like Braun right in because I think that. So does that mean Carmelo's going to beat him? And I I think he's coming up. So I mean, They're yeah, gonna he's, he's going to have to lose. He's he's just too fucking good to not be called yeah. up. Um. And who's left in NXT when he comes up? But that's the thing. It's like, you know, I, I don't know if, who on the main roster. It would have to be somebody, whether it's a new, um, I mean, uh, what is it, fucking um, Jay White? They're talking about him coming in uh, Monday after WrestleMania. Um, it, yeah, it has to be somebody, you know? I, I don't feel like anybody, any of the heels they have right now, who makes a compelling story with Cody? I feel... AEW fans would pop for Jay White. I feel WWE fans being so kid friendly are going to sit on their hands like, who's this? It's going to be noise. They tell the story because they have a history. You know, they they they've known each a other. Short history, right? But it's still, you know, you you could take a short history, and as long as you tell a good story, you can make that something compelling. But do you want to hear that story, or do you want to see the Bullet Club story? I mean, I would rather see him, Finn, AJ. I agree. The Gallows. Like, and I that's the other thing they're talking because I saw where um, Gallows and Anderson are wrestling tonight, and they said they weren't going to wrestle on TV until they had a storyline or until AJ was coming back. So I think that may be leading to AJ coming back and then uh, possibly nice. something with uh, with Jay. So see we'll that see. I like. I, I, I can see Roman. I, I just don't know where to. I, I'm with you on that. I don't know where to go with Cody. Right. You right. know I. But I, I'm confident in the way that they've been able to tell stories in WWE lately that they're gonna they're gonna do something. Because I, I do I'm feel in the blood whoever's writing Bloodline, which yeah. I think is uh Hayes, right? I believe he I has a know. big part in it. I don't know exactly who's like what if you on look it. at like Seamus, who was super over during the pandemic, like I mean he's a workhorse, him and, and Gunther, Walter, mm. but now him and uh um What's his name? Honestly, Dude. I wouldn't mind that. Right, right. Gunther and Cody would be, you know, after what they did at Rumble. Oh, yeah, yeah. True, you know, true. Okay. I, yeah, I, I could see but that. And he plays a great heel. Who goes over? The crowd's going to be behind Walter. I, I think Cody still goes over. Oh, gross. I, right. I, feel, I feel like you got it. I you think you're right. You can't put it on him and then just, you know, change course. Well, you finish right the story. That finishes the story. Doesn't mean you have to go a thousand days with it. Because I don't no, think he's I, gonna... I agree. I don't think it's gonna go a thousand days. I just um Reigns is close. Yeah. If Reigns wins it past Mania, he's over a thousand. And that's I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't no, I don't either. I just don't see how, how Cody goes into that match and doesn't come out the champ. I also don't see how how Reigns I don't know. I lost my train of thought. I I, I I'll leave it with this. Uh they need to split the belts. As much as I hate it, I don't know that they should split it. Maybe if actually unify it yes. and have one belt. Yes. But right. the whole having two belts and having them both in the same person, I've I've always hated right. that. Same. Same thing with the uh I hated it when Jericho did it. Same thing yeah. with the tag belts. Mm-hmm. The women's belt got unified, right? There's only one. No, there's two. Is there still two? Yeah. But they had you a white got one. uh Charlotte and Bianca. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Stupid. Yep. I so, yeah, I think it's dumb. I'm okay with one champion, but they got to go back and forth to the brands. I know it's a lot to do. It's a lot of work in today's society, but that's why you're the fucking champion because yeah. you've earned it. That's what you wanted. You don't want it, and you're in the wrong line of work. Right. No, I, I agree. That's why you're there. You're there to fight for the belt. Speaking of title matches, let's switch over to AEW because there was AEW Revolution recently mm-hmm. and they had a 60 minute iron man match you don't see very many iron man matches anymore True. True. um you know personally i'm not a huge fan of them because i just Agreed. you know sitting there watching a match for 60 minutes 
when you yep. know it's ending at 60 minutes and then, you know, they always do something at the end. Yep. Um, but it's like, what's, you know, what's the point? I I've heard so many people say this and I agree with it. When there's an Iron Man match, you don't have to watch anything, but the last couple minutes. I agree. hundred <laughs> percent. You know, it, I agree. Yep. but yep. they, they did, you know, they had one of the best workers in the entire world and Brian Danielson and MJF proved that he's not some slouch when it comes to, you know, in-ring competition either. It was, uh, it was a good match. Now I, I agree. I agree hundred percent. I don't think MJF, I did. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people give MJF shit because he doesn't wrestle every week or every month as most people want him to, because he's a wrestler. I don't really care. Right. Agreed. And and I feel like it would water him down because he's not the best in the ring. No, you know, he's not the best, but he can go with anyone and he he can, but I feel like that's where it works because he is one of the best on the mic. Right. Let him do a shit. Let him do a shit on the mic. And then it's like a special attraction. Now you're getting an MJF match. Same thing with punk. I'd rather hear punk talk than watch him wrestle at this stage, stage in the game. Yep. Now, Hold on. Come on. <laughs> now, sorry, lost myself for a minute. Um, do you think that that match like really solidifies MJF just not on, you know, not only being a one trick pony as far as his mic work, but actually like, you know, us as, as, you know, hardcore wrestling fans, we know he's good, but do you think that that really solidifies him as, you know, in the eyes of everybody, as a legit in-ring competitor. No. You're not leaving me with just that. I need to hear. <laughs> Why do you uh, not feel so or feel that way? Because I, I do I do think I that he proved himself. To us, yes. Now we know he can go. Overall, when's the next time you're going to see him in the match? In, 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 in the ring. I feel like there's, there's too little to judge him on based on that one match. I mean... Listen, there's people in the NBA putting up 60, 70 points this season. Is that what they're going to rem- be remembered for? No, they're not. Yeah, you went 60 minutes with Daniel Bryan. Cool. But if the announcers don't tell you, the next match you'll be judged on. And the next one. And the next one. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, the legends, it took them years of doing these five-star matches before people gave them credit. I mean, You know, so the- I'm, I'm glad you said five-star match because... You know, I feel like especially the internet wrestling community thrives off these Dave Meltzer yeah, right. match ratings. And this match got five and three quarter stars. It was the highest rated Danielson match of his entire career. And I've seen people on Twitter that say it was one of the greatest matches that they've ever seen. It was it was a good match. It was. It was but, entertaining. You know, it was also a gimmick match. It didn't deserve five and three no. quarter stars. Nope. It was not the best Danielson match of his career. No. no. And no. I just feel like people get hung up on those ratings. And that's part of my issue. I was having this talk with Ryan. It's part of my issue with AW. As much as I want to like just love them and be such a fan, their fans make it so hard. Because yeah. they they are yep. it it's such a we're so much better you know we right. have all these right. great matches we have the and it's like just enjoy wrestling man Dave yeah. Meltzer yep. don't know shit at the end of the day he's a right. fucking right he's a fan he, he he writes shit for internet wrestling community like he writes yeah. shit for you guys on Twitter that's it right hundred percent because it makes you talk about him which exactly gets him, him over more and these star yeah. ratings are his opinion that's all it is. And, you know, you see these people on Twitter that are like, they, like, that is, like, he's God. Like, that is what it is. It's five and three quarter stars because Dave Meltzer said so. And, yeah. you know, it, it's right, just so right. frustrated. It's so frustrated. And, like, match of the year is based on Meltzer ratings. Like, no. Right. No, that's his. Exactly. Who cares? Exactly. How about the drawing numbers? How about what people care about? What are people watching on YouTube the next day, the next week? You know, and... I do think and it, Ryan won't agree with this, but I think the fact that, you know, like his um, observer newsletter awards. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They're all, you have to be a paid member 
of the uh, Observer newsletter to even get a vote. Like you have to uh, be a subscriber to his newsletter. Then you can get a vote. The problem with that is people that subscribe are Dave Meltzer fans. Right, right. So they're all going to vote towards what his narrative is. But so also, that's why you get Tony Khan as Booker of the Year every single fucking year when yeah. honestly he maybe only deserved it once, <laughs> you know? Like, right, right. But also like if I'm in charge of voting, quote unquote, whatever I want to win is still going to win. I'm just going to make it look like the people voted for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. presidents. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk politics here, but we, no, we, don't. we get definitely it. don't. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. so with AEW, uh, there was another match there uh, with John Moxley. Yeah. I yeah. had a hard time. I, I love Moxley. I had a hard time watching the match. Because it's just a, a gore fest, man. Like I, I feel like I I love Moxley when he just fucking wrestles. But it seems like lately he's having less wrestling matches and more of these, you know, death matches. And it's like every time you see him, that's that's what's happening. He's But he, Mox before WWE, Mox and Callahan, that's what they did death right. matches and CZW and all the, the now that he's writing his own script. I mean, I don't know if he technically is, but you know, you got a lot of pull when you're over yeah. there. That's what he likes to do. That's what he thinks is getting him over. I've never been a fan. I didn't like him before. I didn't like him as Dean. I don't like him now. I just don't like the character. I feel like it's attitude era stone cold. If you bought it on wish.com. See, I, I hated Dean Ambrose. I, I hated yeah. that character. I felt like it was so watered down and it was just, it was awkward. Right. 100%. Um, I love John Moxley when he came out and like dove, like really got into that character without the WWE, you know, handcuffs. In the beginning. In the yes. beginning, I agree. And now I feel like it's just overkill. Like, dude, you're not a bad wrestler. Like, right. you can go, but it's like, it's like anything, you know, when you give too much of it, it tends to be so watered down that nobody cares yeah. about it. Yeah. I feel and like he's just overwhelmed right now because in a, I, he's carrying I've the company never, on his back. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But if you look at him when he came back and when he came back from, from his stint with sobriety and he was talking about how he got himself better, he looked like a changed man. Yeah. And now he looks like someone you would see pumping your gas in Jersey. Like he's yeah. not in good shape. He doesn't, he just, he's, he's fighting. He's not wrestling anymore. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of that. I like wrestling. Not, not, doesn't even have to be technical and it doesn't have to be high flying. Just give me something. Give me something right. clean. When you're bleeding every single match, it, it's, it loses its. So here's, yeah. we discussed a, a, here, a little dynasty talk. We discussed a dynasty angle that I believe it was Ryan's idea. Um, the latter. You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Yeah. I'm not going to get into it here. No, yeah. Um, we then, will. We will at some point. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely, yeah. Get you into... know what? Maybe next week. Or you know what? Since we missed last week, maybe we'll do a bonus episode later this week. Oh, see, that's smart. We should do that. Put it on Patreon. Maybe. Well, <laughs> since we don't have Patreon yet, maybe what we'll oh, do right. is <laughs> we'll go live on Facebook. What, like that? Bonus content. I like that. On we should MVB definitely do video Dynasty too. podcast on Facebook. It will be. It will be video. We will be live on video. I like it. I like it. Um, bonus so content for you guys. We talked about qualifying matches, and then his suggestion was to do two shows full of just qualifying matches. And I was like, it's overkill. You're not going to care if every match is the same thing. And I think it's the same thing with Mox. If every match is the same thing, I don't care. And it's been so sloppy. Like you watch the highlights, you see when it happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Mox is talented. I'm just, I don't, I'm not a fan of that style of wrestling. No, I, I agree. Now, as far as, um, you know, blood in wrestling, it, does it happen a lot? 
on like the independence. Obviously, you know, certain ones I've seen are just right, right, straight sure. up death matches. But you know, like a, a something like Dynasty. You guys don't bleed on Dynasty, right? Uh, we've had blood twice. Both times were the hard way. Okay. In New York, you're not allowed to juice. You can't. You're not supposed to. I was gonna say. <laughs> if they find as out, long, that as long was, as they don't know. Right, right, right. And it, it's happened. Um, Chuck Deep got his nose busted open by uh, the Monarchy, and I believe Tyler Vincent got busted open in the cage match. Um, there okay. are definitely shows, and we've had rivalries where I would love to see blood dripping, but yeah. also then I got to buy a new canvas, and they're not cheap. So yeah, <laughs> got to up the price of the ticket for that one. Right, um, right. I don't think it happens very often unless that company is known for that stuff. So on on the independent side of things, I know we're not Brandon Dynasty as independent wrestling, but on the independent side of wrestling, what's the bloodiest match that you've ever seen in person? And were you involved in it? Um, I don't typically go to shows where that's a thing because I don't want to be asked to do it because um, I won't. I'm too pretty to bust his face open on purpose. Um, I was involved. So you've in, never juiced. I had planned to in a cage match against Cash Camacho um, in Long Island. It was I love that match. I love the story going into it. Um, everything about it. Like I was a face and I just through that storyline became a heel. Um, Don't mind me. I'm just writing down uh, things that Chris needs to do in his return. <laughs> Juice. Okay. He, oh, right. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's a short list. Um, <laughs> there were handcuffs involved. Uh, he got punched in the forehead fairly stiff with a pair of non-gimmicked handcuffs and he bled like a stuck pig. The commission was there, New York state athletic commission. Mm. And they told us to call the match because of how much blood he had on his face. I was supposed to take uh, a chair shot shortly thereafter, which at what point I was going to bleed. Um, Mm. But we didn't get to it. So we had to kind of throw out six minutes of our match, get to the finish the, while the commissioner's outside the ring, like, come on, end this. Let's get a doctor in there. He was fine. He was fine. Yeah. He just he popped a couple of Tylenol before, thins your blood out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You bleed a little bit more. Look at that. Drinking down the fourth wall. You you guys are getting the the tricks of the trade here on Envy Me. You should be thanking this man. He's giving That's away all for. the secrets. You're never going to be able to look at wrestling the same. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, in 2023, if you're still looking at it the same way, then uh, well, yeah, flavored. flavored so now, you know, so like I said, Ryan is not not here this week. He did have oh. a question, though. He, he's been wondering. You post a lot of these pictures on on Facebook of, you know, your like right-hand man, it seems like, in a mask. Explain to everybody who he is, because I, I, you, you've talked about him on here, but we've never actually put two and two together that the person you're posting on Facebook is this person that you talk about. So that would be the one, the only Fenris Fortune. Um, ironically, the shirt I'm wearing right now is his design lineage, which was myself, uh, Mark Sherman. Fenris Fortune and the one and only JT Dunn. Um, we were a faction in RPW, which was uh, New England Frontier Wrestling before it became Revival Pro Wrestling. Um, he was a heel manager, uh, eloquent on the mic, fantastic, well spoken. We never needed to talk. Um, we were kind of, I was a I was kind of a tweener when I first got there. Mark Sherman was a goofy heel, and JT Dunn was the the fan favorite babyface uh, who reluctantly had to join lineage. I was recruited to join lineage and I believe he was originally with Mark Sherman. Um, we donated these big fat checks to the chickpea boys and girls club and whatever charities were around for like $25, but they were big checks, like legitimately big checks. So well, those um, checks were huge, man. The robe, the, uh, the macho gimmick, uh, I mean, I could do a whole episode on Fenris. He had that robe made for me. Um, 
there's something called uh, can, can you can you actually do the macho voice because if you can't do the voice and you were just doing the gimmick you should be fucking so, scolded okay so, <laughs> all right a couple things my voice is too high to do the macho man <laughs> i don't have any rasp in my voice my balls don't hang low enough and i don't have a beard I can't grow one but going into the macho gimmick that that i'm so well known for surprisingly mm. considering it only happened one night we were doing uh, Revival Pro Wrestling. It might have been NEFW. It went by two different names, the company, because it changed hands. They were doing an 80s throwback show where people were wrestling as other people. They were dressed up. I wasn't supposed to be there that night. So earlier that night, I came out um, and I attacked their champion. No, did I? No, no I attacked the general manager. I attacked the general manager and I would only let him go and not hit my finish if I was given a title opportunity of my choosing, which reluctantly I was granted. I mean, you tell me no, and I'm going to hurt your GM. Um, with Fenris behind me, there's nothing I can't accomplish. Nothing. The guy is, he's filthy freaking rich. He's creative beyond measure. I'm going to get whatever I want. We I'm sorry, did you say filthy that. rich? Filthy rich. Filthy. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we, we do need a financial backer for this podcast. Well, we can, we can reach out. We'll reach out. So that was an 80s throwback show. I came out in a uh, MVME t-shirt, but it was like, you know, the, the macho man, t-shirt the purple one with the glasses yep. mine said envy me and it was me pointing but it looked like the same picture so if you didn't know if you weren't really looking paying yeah. attention you would think it was that one so we get a title shot the champion comes out later that match and you're just waiting for my music day you're just waiting and it doesn't happen and then jt dunn comes out and he's wearing macho man style trunks and I believe he's fighting Anthony Gangone, who is incredibly underrated. Nobody talks enough about this kid. He could, do, there's, he's so good. And then the lights go out and the lights come back on and you hear a rock version of Macho Man's music and Fenris and I walk out. My hair was to my shoulders. I hadn't shaved in six months, so it's as close to a beard as I could that, get. Was that real hair? Like real yeah. hair? <laughs> well, they were real extensions that were glued into my head a week prior. I did have long hair that went to almost to my shoulders, but it doesn't grow on. I haven't known you as being a hair guy. No, I mean, I love if I could grow long hair. Listen, I'm not going to spoil too much, but there's stuff in the works right now. I went to a Bosley consultation and they were like, yeah, well, $500 off and it'll be this much money. But I needed a lot of treatments. It would have been like nine grand. Ah, It would have been cheaper just to get some fake hair put in. Yeah, have you seen? No, they don't work though. They'll still fall out. Works for machine gun Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, have you seen the stick on ones? (laughs) Because I've been following that on Instagram for a hot minute. There's a place like you know me. If I can find the wish version, I'm gonna do it. Damn right, (laughs) damn right. No, I went to I went to one of those consultations too, and they needed so many it would have cost nine thousand dollars. Bosley, that's what it is. It's uh, yeah. a hair replacement. Oh, I've, I've looked into here. it. No, yeah, you still have hair. It, it's. I mean, I know it's not that bad, okay? But you're also you got like thirty years on me, man. <laughs> Fuck you in the face. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, well, we knew it was an '80s throwback. We knew other people were going to be dressed like other wrestlers. We just took it up a notch we had i had kick pads made trunks made like i was everything macho man and fenris had matching a matching coat matching mask matching uh megaphone what I, I do have a question what's his story about the mask like where's the you mask ask come him. From? you don't know my business i've never asked okay none of my business yeah hey i well, I, I respect he, it he's never bounced a check to me he wear Shit. whatever he wants I didn't know if there was like a uh, a meaning behind it. 
I know part of the reason he didn't want to come back for a while is because of uh, Excalibur. He didn't want people to think that he was a ripoff, even though he's been doing it. Much you want to longer. know what's you want to know what's crazy? I remember him from when I would come to the Dynasty shows in the past. Yeah, and when I first saw Excalibur, he's the first person I thought of. I couldn't remember his name. Hell yeah! But yeah. the the vision of you know seeing him that was right. the first thing I thought of. And so he's that's a funny big you say intimidating that. dude. Yeah, well, he's, he's a, like yeah. well over six foot. Like he's a big goof. Um. I wonder if we broke... can get him on here to uh, talk about the history of the mask. We could. I can definitely ask. I know he would love to come on and talk about Hogan politics. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a... down for that as well. Hogan <laughs> politics was one of my favorite storylines ever in wrestling. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Vader was involved. So good. We'll have to um, save that for yeah, when we for can sure. get him on. So you dude. work He's on that. Man busy man he's got a wedding coming up yeah yep oh man you can't get away from weddings yeah i hope i'm invited (laughs) i'm gonna show up anyway yeah me too or i'm gonna feel like an asshole for fucking (laughs) making thinking you're gonna be there and then you're like oh sorry i didn't get invited um (laughs) he's a heel he didn't come to the dynasty show so you know (laughs) that's very true yeah i was was expecting to see him there me too tick oh he listens, though. He does listen to our episodes. Well, then he knows what we're looking for. Then <laughs> Come on the podcast. We got some questions for you. He's just going to um, bury us the whole and time. And also invite Chris to your wedding. Yes, um, please. please. So now please. let's let's dive back into, uh, you know, what you got coming on or coming up. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. not talk about the other. Um you know what's this uh what's this upcoming week look like you doing anything to uh get yourself ring ready so this sunday i was the previous sunday i was planning on going to standing eight count they uh told me what time do we want to be there you know i invited you but my youngest son kingston had a basketball game on saturday which he won and put him in the finals on sunday at like two o'clock in the afternoon and standing eight is a little over an hour away from me. So I didn't want to be pressed where for is, time. Where is standing eight located? South Glens Falls. Okay. Yeah. So for, for anybody like an listening, that's not from this area. That's like, yeah, like an hour North of Albany, which is what everybody right, knows. Right. Just, just South of great escape Lake George, um, really kind of hole in the wall area which is why I've always been reluctant, not always. He's offered to, to work together to, to put shows on there. Um, and I think it would be a beautiful venue to do it. I just don't know there's enough of a population for us to draw without having something else there first. You know, I don't know. I think if we make some, uh, you know, find a way to make some appearances up there, whether it's like, that's you know, the, yeah, that's some it. signings, get, get a few people together, maybe like... Um, you know, I've I've talked about getting like vendor tables and getting all these kids to come out, take a picture with the title, right, or something right. like that. I, I, there's a lot of wrestling fans up there. I used to live up there, and World of Hurt used to pack the Whitehall yeah. Athletic Center, which I think They're, got sold. And what the further north you go, <laughs> you know, it's a it's a lot of, but not Vermont country oh, folk, no, no. but you know, World you, of Hurt's you get a lot of wrestling. Yeah, you get a lot of wrestling fans. Um. I don't think it'd be a bad idea. And I do think, you know, from the pictures that you showed me, we could definitely, um, we would have to do some work, but we could make it, we could make it look All good. Right, well, uh, let's, so that was my plan. Didn't happen because of the basketball game this weekend coming up. I don't have it. I don't believe, let me look at the calendar or uh bingo night, Saturday, uh, can't miss bingo night. It's actually a school a school fundraiser from four to six, and it's free. Um, love free, but you still get prizes. <laughs> Sunday, there's nothing on there, so I can reach out. We can go up there, plan on bumping around a little bit, pick up Maverick on the way, shoot a little vignette, little video. Um, yeah. I did finally reach out to the first promotion on the list of places I want to hit this last run. Uh, their next show is April seventh. I you got some work know. to do then. 
I don't know that I'll be ready for that. I won't right. have new gear. My boots are three hundred and fifty dollars. You don't want to rush it. No, definitely not. And I don't think you I can know. Be ready for and I was giving you the benefit of the doubt before when you're like, "I'll be ready." And you know now, as a worried friend, I want. Yeah, you got these these cute little arms there. Okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but for me to poop on. You know, I just okay. you, you got to make sure your body is ready. Okay, but here's don't rush like it. I, like I said last week, which was two weeks ago now because I suck. It's I don't I can't stand there and bump and go fuck right. yourself. No, no, I you you need you, you need to basically work. curate your own like fucking workout. Basically, you right. know, one hundred percent. 100%. And because at the end of the day, you're not a fucking green rookie. You know what you're doing. You just need to get in there and get comfortable again right. and get, you know, get your feet back under you. Play some music. Put me in there with someone else who knows what they're doing. And let's yeah. just roll around for a little bit. Yeah. You, you roll, you chain. That turns into a couple hit the ropes a little bit. Then you got some hip tosses and you got some arm drags and you got some up and overs. Then you start moving. Once you're bumping around in the ring, everything falls into place. Yeah. But to stand there and be like, now fall completely flat on your back that you haven't done in five years and do it flawlessly while everybody watches you in complete silence in the owner right. of the buildings and you're on camera. No, well, that's, okay. And that's the good thing um, with going to the other place is it's like, you don't got to flex for me, bro. You, it's just you and I. <laughs> I mean, shit. It's, you know, I appreciate it, but. <laughs> well. So do I. Uh, but, you know, it, it's next week. Oh, well, yeah. you're ready for there's it. There's nothing there. There's nothing. There's really I, nothing there. Yeah, you got to. You're going to have to, you know. Airbrush. You're going to have to take something, melt that cover. fucking, you know, bring those muscles out. Um, But, yeah, that that's the thing is fucking it's you're not going to have the audience. You know, we go to the other spot. Right. You can really dive into just getting in the zone and getting past the the mental hurdle and fucking making a you know get right. actually having a go at it not you know get 10 minutes in and then you yeah because once like uh, the bump the bump the bump whatever but once we started doing the the whips to the ropes i felt like i could run all day yeah like let this is what i do right. i can do this i'm a i'm a flyer man oh i used to be a flyer <laughs> You know, flying with one wing, yeah. But that's what that's what I do. I don't. I need. I, I don't know. I got to find myself in the ring, and I can't do that when there's other people that are already warmed up watching. Right. Like, oh, this is the Chris Envy. You know, you hype me up like I'm the second comic, not you, Chris. Yeah. No, I I you definitely hype I hype you like, up oh, everywhere fuck. I go. I do that shit on purpose. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. And then I don't live up to the hype, and you look like a liar. You're like that's what? all right. This is the guy. Well, right. He's old now. He's old. <laughs> I'm telling you who he used to be. <laughs> Remember when he had MySpace? Look him up on there. Oh, well, is there yeah, anything? I'm gonna try and go Sunday. I'm I'm down. I I should be down. I'll let you know. For I'm just sure. nervous. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm nervous because the following Saturday, so that would be the 19th. The Saturday coming up, the 25th, we leave for Mexico. And if I have any kind of ailment going to Mexico, I might not come back. Then you you just gotta. Do you don't need to bump? Yeah, don't you're right. don't bump. You know, get in there, chain wrestle. Fuck, better you know, footage I'm, if I don't. I'm, I'm gonna get in there and. You know, learn some things. So, oh, you, you know, don't learn. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to learn today. Okay. <laughs> It'll be good. Is there anything yeah. you want to, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Anything you want to leave the people with? Any little tidbits um, of envy knowledge? Cool, man. We've dropped a lot of knowledge on them today. Um, be good to your kids, be good to yourself. Make time for yourself every single day, even if it's 10 minutes to read a book while you're taking a shit. Take a couple extra minutes in the toilet. Take some time for yourself. Feel good about who you are. You might not be where you want to be, but set a goal. Like, all right, well, you know what? By this day, I want to do this and do whatever it takes to get there, but make time for yourself mentally, physically, whatever you got to do. 
you you matter just as much as your kids, your wife, your husband, your job, everything. You matter. I like it. That was smooth. Not you though, Ryan. You're not here this week. You don't matter. Yeah. Bring your ass back. Next week you'll matter. Yeah, you'll well we do listen, uh we did we put that over enough that Ryan was was battling other people this weekend? He was battling um lives. Well, I'm sure it'll get cut, <laughs> you know, when we do talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, that motherfucker is a problem in yeah, the battle rap. For game. sure. For sure. If you don't know, you need to. Yeah. Did you figure yeah. out how to bootleg that for me? I don't yeah, watch. It's coming. <laughs> I'm right. figure it out. Screen record uh, that shit. We I do don't need have, to see it. We do want to leave you guys. I I should have started off with this because um, this is pretty big. Um, oh, yeah. For us. We finally, um, we found ourselves on a podcast network. We are oh, now shit. a part of the Podbreed network. It's, you know, follow them on Twitter. It's at Podbreed. They have their own app where you can find all of our episodes. Uh, the Podbreed app on both the uh, Google Play Store and the uh, Apple Store. So go download that and listen to us on there. Um, as always, you can find... And they have sperm in their logo. They they do. <laughs> and hopefully they don't listen that far. Um, so we <laughs> still are on the network. <laughs> But as always, hey, listen, I'm a good want... breeder, bro. I got eight kids. Yeah, I trust I'm me. If anybody knows what sperm looks like, it's this guy. Um, <laughs> like I was saying, wow. as always, anything envy me is at envymepodcast.com. That's where you can find all great of our website. Episodes. It's a that great is site. Where it is. It's an amazing site. You know, if you want, you know, to cop an envy shirt, an envy me podcast shirt, um, you know, we have another one that says, I'll wear a mask in case I suck. <laughs> awesome shirt. Probably my hey, we favorite. We sold one. one of those. We did. So go cop a shirt as well, all at envymepodcast.com. And that's all we got for you today, right here on Envy Me, a Dynasty Podcast. You. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put on a happy face just to look like I'm okay. But inside I'm falling deeper every day I put on a happy face And I smile through the pain Don't know why I can't just make it go I wish that my brother would stop letting all of these women control his condition and how he be living is crippling. Watching him make some progress, but he don't ever stick with it. Nigga, I know that you hurting. The issue ain't when does it stop, but it's learning to live with it. I promise you if I could burden your pain for you, I'd take on every bit of it. I know your brother would too. I know your mother would too. I know your son really worried about daddy. That little boy doesn't know nothing but you, but I know that nothing will do. I know the demons you face and it can't be defeated by anybody but yourself. But superheroes only live in the movies. My nigga, you need it, then go get some help. Who could we count on to say something stupid, providing us all with a laugh? Or be a good sport when we roasting your ass while we talking shit up in the chat. This is the facts. You can't try to leave us, it ain't gonna happen like that. Can't think of the day that I shoot you a text and you waiting around to text back. I'll put on a happy face. Yeah. Just to look like I'm okay. But inside I'm falling deeper every day I am, I am I put on a happy face Yeah And I smile through the pain I do Don't know why I can't just make it go away With a happy face The more that you focus on all of the bad I know how you feel and you mad I know how you want to react Cause you disappointed and you gave her all that you had wasn't enough. The problem ain't you. I promise I've been in this place before. You give someone every inch of your being, they still in your face for more. Now that it's over, you crying and dragging your ass, trying to make it, but you feel a mess. And you put on a face and you front and a smile with your heart beating out of your chest. You feel it, you thinking this might be it, you might die over all of this stress. But you keep it all in and you act like it doesn't exist, you're just trying your best. We spoke on the phone for a minute, we didn't say much, we just looked at each other. You told me you love me, I told you I love you and that you are always considered my brother. But quiet has kept you, wiped all of the tears from your face, but I left all mine there as I wept. You can't spell depression without spelling press on, so you know what you gotta do next. I put on a happy face. I put on a happy face.
Just to look like I'm okay, but inside I'm falling 